1: Welcome to the Market Report. What follows are my thoughts or gut instincts on what the market is going to do. It is not an instruction to trade. Any decision to trade is yours market report for week commencing 12th of december 2022 we're going to be a bite-sized report this week because of the volume of work going on for the poor old merchant keep drumming that one home but is boats loading malting barley moving you name it it's happening and everyone's trying to get tidied up ready for the christmas period i've got most of the crew sitting in the room with me at the moment which i'll introduce when everybody's here in the meantime i'm going to give you the prices so Oilseed rape January movement 475x harvest movement 470x the Aussie crop is big but that is already priced into the market hence some of the market drop recently and the underlying kind of Chinese lockdown easing should benefit that and all crops that's a positive and the dry weather in Argentina is a positive but otherwise it's been a hell of a drop and it's kind of probably stopped falling we think as far as we move on to feed barley this is a, a sad moment for everybody somewhere in the middle of it feed barley old crop 210x no fresh demand a very active shipping period but it seems to be bucket loads of feed barley about and yep there ain't many buyers so that is a hell of a drop new crop feed barley this is the sad bit 190x for harvest movement so we haven't got a two in front of it Now, whether that's a warning for every other commodity, I don't know. But certainly, 190 historically has always been really a brilliant price. But feed barley is below the 200 mark. Let's move on to malting barley. Old crops in the doldrums, if you look at... Probably January movement, bog standard malting barley of some description, you'd easily make 260x. Depending on what you've got, you have to put a sample in front of us. Some things are worth more money than that, but it is worthy of a conversation. The only thing I would say on old crop, and I made this point last week, at the end of this year, the malter is going to look at the quality of what's out there, i.e., low nitrogen, very bold, very dry, good quality barley, and they're going to be looking at the weather for new crop this is a banker there's no problem with this crop if it gets rained on that means there will be issues that make people nervous this stuff is a rolls royce crop so at the very end of the season i think some of it will be tucked away as an insurance policy and it'll be a very good quality insurance policy so i don't think all is lost on malting barley it is still a valuable product and it ain't going to drop through the floor so it's probably in the doldrums at the moment and i think there will be a better day sometime during the new year if you're happy to store it the new crop on malting Barley. I would put harvest movement for spring barley distilling varieties about 250 at the moment, and winter barley is 240. I think that one also is under pressure at the moment. Everything on new crop seems to be being sold. I would say the premiums on that could improve, in my view, especially for the distilling varieties. I think that the area of spring barley would be sufficiently down to make it a more rare commodity, and that's across Europe as well. And I think on the back of that, if there's any form of hiccup with the weather, drought, which we normally get, and or rain at harvest time, those premiums could very, very quickly be very trigger-happy and go up a lot. The stocks of malting barley are not that great in the world. They've improved a bit, but they're still not that great. So I think that that isn't one to panic about underlying if the whole of the market comes down obviously that will come down as well but premium wise I think we're getting down to a low level especially on the distilling varieties which just leaves us with the old fave which is feed wheat if you look at old crop feed wheat February movement 230x farm that has had a hell of a smacking as you know it's improved a diddy bit in the last 48 hours yeah is 230 a bad price I'm not feeling great about the prospects at the moment there seems to be plenty of wheat around not that many buyers there's been a few guys come in and bought now the market's bouncing a little because they've they've kind of maybe sold something and sat a little bit short of it and they're now buying it in and you know realizing that profit but no one's steaming in and buying lots and lots of tons so I think that one has got some more downside to go but we're heading into Christmas it is a very strange time of year there's not many people trading it and it can be manipulated in one direction or the other so I think by the time we get to mid-Jan The price will probably be not that dissimilar to this, certainly within 10 quid of it, which is normally a day's trading range. So, yeah, I think possibly slightly further down with a view to it, possibly. I think farmer activity is going to reduce and selling, therefore not appearing, will mean the market. If someone wants to buy it, they can't get it. On new crop, it is currently valued for November at 2.15x. Which puts harvest value delivered to store for immediate movement 210, which puts the price still above 200x. I'd rather buy it delivered and not have to worry about trying to find a lorry in the middle of harvest, but it is getting dangerously close to the sub 200 mark, I guess. So, all in, it's been a very, very downward moving market for several weeks, and the last 48 hours has given us a glimmer of hope. With that, that's the market report. Now we're going to have the crew coming in to talk about the market briefly about what happened at the Bourse last week. Thank you for listening. Please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours.
0: Have you thought about spring nitrogen? TMAC Agro UK have been producing fertiliser for the world's farmers for 60 years and have been supplying the UK grassland sector for 40 Recently, TMAC have brought their proven, industry-leading technology to the UK arable market. Their end-process technology operates 25% more efficiently than conventional fertilisers. This allows the opportunity for reduced application rates and increased yields year-on-year. Their trained nutrient advisors are operating in your area now. To learn more about TMAC or speak to one of our advisors, please call Zero seven nine three nine zero two six five five zero, 026 or email info at uk.tmacagro.com. Thank goodness the Norfolk dinner is back in your face COVID. Hosted by the Norfolk Institute of Agricultural Merchants this year's event will be at St Andrews Hall in the centre of Norwich on Thursday the 19th of January 2023. There'll be food, a chance to talk and meet with each other, plus you can even get your name on the wall and be famous. To book your tickets and find out about sponsorship, email ben at doinggrain.co.uk. So that's the Norfolk Dinner, 19th of January 2023, St Andrews Hall, Norwich. Be there or be square. Oh, and don't forget to book the Friday off. You'll need it. Let's make the grain trade alive and thrive again.
1: Right, I have got with me this morning Josh. Hello, Ben. Hello. And Webby. Morning. And Joe, at the moment, on the phone. He should join us in a minute, unless he runs on for too long. Or passes out. No, oh, no. We could have used a podcast picture this week of Joe slightly dozing on the train, with you two standing over his head, grinning, from the boss last week. I'm a, such a grown-up, I didn't, because it's not nice, is it? Who'd want to be the person? He'd had a tough day. It was a long, long day. Let's go straight into it. What happened at the boss chat? Was it a good, fun day? I enjoyed it.
2: Saw a few old faces, met a few new ones. I think on the whole, I think I behaved myself pretty well.
3: Yes, you know, I've got a different perspective because I turned up a bit late. I turned up like two hours later because we were loading a boat on the Friday. And everyone I could see, they Ben was giddy, Joe was glazed... <laughs> <laughs> and Webby was sort of just standing there, leaned up against the bar, just chatting nonsense to people.
1: Really? Because, can,
4: can I just? We're all working really hard, by yeah. the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. How did you find it, Ben? Before I uh, Yeah, I Josh like up? Webby,
4: I enjoyed it. I think I behaved well. I did behave myself. Would mm. you
1: be aware if you didn't?
4: I'm pretty sure someone would have told me. Yeah. Who? Well, Josh probably would have told me.
3: Oh yeah, no, I didn't see anyone being too bad. Okay.
4: Just checking. Um, And obviously, Webby had a major incident in McDonald's, didn't he? (laughs) He poured a whole cup of Fanta over himself, and then then stood there, and then walked out.
1: (laughs) It was a bit. Um, I still feel guilty about that. Yeah, you? (laughs) you, you dropped Fanta. Mm.
2: all over the floor. Yeah. So we were in the famous eatery of McDonald's. It is like a mecca, isn't it? Liverpool Street after a boss because we'd have a splinter party. We'd stayed on for a few beers because you know we we're better drinkers generally mm, Yeah. and you guys were supposedly getting the train
1: but literally we as we, we were in the queue you guys appeared from the other door didn't you? That's it's because that we were with Monty, and we went and had some beers too. It we did, just yeah. didn't like advertise it like you know we're a drinker and drink a bit. And we I went mean, to a different pub a bit more classy. Yeah. But no, I really enjoyed I just bit. noticed Josh mentioned you lot and didn't mention me. Was I behaved? Yeah, to be fair, I didn't see you for an
3: hour after, until after I got there, and you're fine, yeah? Because get, you're I...
2: slightly shorter than the average head
3: height in the room.
4: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but Josh is down there with me, isn't he? Down, <laughs> down on the street with the hobbits small no. but very determined there was a little moment where I can't remember who we were talking to and I came over and sort of you know used my usual stupidity and I looked at Josh and Josh rolled his eyes I don't know if you're aware of that it's not, I can't remember what I said now but it's one of those uh silly, old, yeah, hit, silly oh, old git. here's dad do you know I'm not aware of that but I'm aware that I've been doing it
3: more recently so I'll <laughs> try. I'll, I, maybe it's age but
4: no the boss was good it was well attended and there was some you know it was good for everyone in the trade to just have a a good chat pre-Christmas about everything the markets how we feel about the industry and I mean there was positivity about the whole industry is moving but you know
1: a bit more youth squad about and uh, they're learning beginning to learn the ropes and perhaps you know i mean they were drinking beer which must have been strange for them at their age but it was a very successful thing there's lots of people there i didn't manage to get to the food in time which is nothing unusual in
4: that oh you see now the only reason i got to the food is I was standing next to webby and webby went right this year i'm not missing out on the food Okay. And it was like, that was the only thing he was focused on. So who eats all the food? Who's there
2: doing that? You know, Do you right, so that? in the summer one, I mean, I got a bit distracted because the pint's slipping down really well because it was a hot day. And by the time <laughs> I wanted to eat... <laughs> no, not this
1: one. No, the no, the pint one slipped before... down anyway. And I, I yeah, yeah it was a cold know, day. I
2: but I just wasn't concentrating and I missed the food. And I got there and there was like one manky, like, kebab skewer. And so I thought, right, this time.
3: And it looked good. So I was like, I'll pile in. That was good. He doesn't mean the food's manky, Brad, by the way, because it's normally very good. To be fair, I turned up at, like, what, an hour and a half in or whatever, and you're right, there
1: was actually no... Not that I was interested, but there was no food. A bit mad, really. Because I I ate it all. (laughs) <laughs> on the subject of Brad and the committee, yeah, it was well organised. <laughs> Thank you for doing it. It's a successful boss. We enjoyed it. And long may you keep putting that effort in for everyone else to enjoy your labours. So good on you, boys. That was great.
2: Just as a final one girls. for closure of discussing the uh, the boss, but what about Style Awards for one of our favourite listeners? Go on. Well, so uh, one of our favourite listeners turned up, you know, like his dress from GQ magazine oh, yeah. in a sort of like turtleneck, roll neck collar and...
4: Now, yeah, he looked like the original milk tray man, and he was standing there sipping his white wine. Now, he knows who he is. If you got it, flaunt it. Well, he was definitely flaunting At one point, he he was holding my hand, which
3: was a bit weird. Yeah, I thought he'd fallen out of top man, to be fair. (laughs) He was... He wasn't quite good form. Oh, yeah, he was <laughs> on tremendous form. Yeah, it like, was, yeah, I don't drink slowly and I'd had like quarter of a pint and he'd done a wine by that point, so I'd had like half
1: my pint he'd done another wine, so he'd done four glasses of wine to my one beer. Anyway, whoever that very handsome, well dressed person is <laughs> Anyway, we'll leave it at that. They know who they are. My final observation is everybody was bearish at the boss, were they not?
4: Yeah, I'd agree.
2: But also, everyone's very aware that we could easily see a market that has
1: potential to do something stupid. Yeah.
3: I thought everyone was bearish to it.
1: Bearing in mind that on Friday, it had gone down to 237 on the futures, 238. Where's the market trading
4: now on the main? Two forty-three. All right, Webby. Two forty-four. If okay. ever
1: there's a lesson to be learned, if everybody <laughs> yeah, says yeah. one thing. Do the opposite because it's instant gratification. Is it about seven quid? Yeah.
4: The general tone was bearish, but everyone did caveat that with, "Look, we're, it's one missile. It's one weather scare from absolutely flying up. You know, because that is the trade we're in at the minute. It's very bizarre."
1: On last week's podcast, as I remember rightly, a number of people predicted which way the market was going to go, which you, you missed out on, Ben, but Joe said it's going to go down.
4: Can
2: I just, I'd like to fend fend appreciate flat we point price, out you, I'm sir.
1: hideously wrong, and I am,
2: probably to the tune of a tenner, but I'm kind of correct in the thought that it was some bottom picking is going to come and it's going to bounce, so.
4: That is a classic of you, <laughs> Webby. Yeah, yeah. You just, you can't just say, oh, I got it wrong, it is, well, now, I mean, yeah, brilliant.
1: Well, you're in the lucky place of not being out predictor because you were away. Well, I predicted
4: it right, but I wasn't here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, Joe got it right. Josh, I think you said it was going to go two quid down. Well, we recorded it on a Thursday night. By Friday morning, it was five quid down. Anyway, I predicted it would go down to 240 and maybe a bit below. I'd like to just claim yet again I am.
4: What is this this is why the trade listen to you, Andrew. This is why all these poor farm reps every Monday morning have to sit <clears> in a room and listen to the Dewing Grain podcast.
1: Yeah, they say, if you misbehave, you have to sit in there and listen to it.
4: Yeah, All 400 episodes. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's a good learning curve for you. So who was right? Yeah, I was. So was Joe. So top traders of the week. What happens next this week? After these molten barley loads get delivered today, all of a sudden it should die a death, shouldn't it? We've got a bit of a boat to load next week. Yeah. But not only partly. That should be about We've it, been some we? given some really kind Christmas fixings so, to do. Have we? Don't Are they fun. proportionate? Have they given us some pre-Christmas as well? Or just Christmas? haven't looked at that. Probably not. Wow! Well, if someone's doing that and it's a cheap contract, they can stick it, can't they? Mm. Is that the right attitude? Oh, no. But, you know, fair yeah, fair. If you mean, give a December yeah, 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 contract, everybody just yeah. Christmas fixings. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't be mate. surprised. I mean, we are in here. We are, admittedly,
2: we are skeleton, aren't we, at that time of year? It's just... Period.
4: But. No, we're not, Webby. This is chewing grain. This uh, office is manned 24-7.
1: Back to my Matthew and son, the work's never done. <laughs> my attitude to December contracts is, if you've got a December contract and you're dishing out fixings, if you dish all of the shite ones to somebody and don't give them any pre-Christmas, that is just, wow, well, it's disrespectful, it's not fair. Do you know what the thing that we haven't... This isn't meant to be a
2: dig at farmers, because i would probably them a hard time, but what we haven't had yet is a um, slight like shut down
1: 15th of deck-ish, or whatever the Monday is. Can't load, no one on the farm. I don't know what that date is at the moment. Monday's the twelfth, isn't it? So I suggest the end of that week, the Friday night will be the when everyone says we're not coming in again till January. Now I've offended Hang so many people minute. by suggesting that farmers don't have that much to do and we're still waiting for someone to come back and say I'll defend the corner. But yeah, in reality I think Week commencing the nineteenth, it will be less people prepared to come to work or load stuff. And how can you give me Christmas fixings? (laughs) It's Christmas, yeah, right, okay. That is the one where we'll have to go to the stores or other places because lots of farmers refuse to load, which is you know that's because they are the chosen ones, I guess. I I mean, why don't they work over Christmas?
4: I don't know what to say. I'm just going to keep. They work
1: very hard over Christmas. It was a hospital pass, I know, but no, it just it is annoying because it is really hard nowadays. People are very conscious of labour, issues, lorry drivers, and they're not all working. Not every grain merchant has, you know, the grain merchants probably have the bulk of their staff off just the poor logistics people left. It's a miserable time. It's just sometimes you have to say, all right, yeah, I'll I'll do you a favour, I'll load it or I'll be involved. It is quite annoying for everybody. But get back to my point about just dishing out fixings for that difficult period to a contract. You know, you just make a little mental note who does that to you. And when you get two people possibly buying off you in the future, you go, yeah, I remember you. I'll sit to the other person and it's that's just as simply it we do honor our deliveries always as if we possibly can so you know we're reliable in that sense and it's it's up to the people we trade with to respect that and give us a fair crack of the whip but other than that i think we're in a cold snap is that going to help prices? it's certainly going to help grain temperatures in silos and grain stores isn't it yeah no
4: that is a good thing and this cold snap looks like it's here for another three four days
1: We spoke to a company that deals with bugs. They were saying that (coughs) so this
4: time last year they'd gassed twenty four thousand tons of grain, and up to last week this year they'd done ninety six thousand.
1: And the message to everybody is: if you haven't looked in your shed because you cut it at twelve percent moisture, you're going to get a nasty shock. Walk over the top, actually climb up the heap, walk to the back, and you'll be surprised. There's heat in there, and Mm. there are probably bugs. We are really fighting it. You know, we're doing lots of maintenance things of the bins we're turning them over we're pumping cold air in as much as we can but even we have had the odd store that's got problems going on which is very early for that i'm glad we're moving some stuff actually it's and
4: helpful. it's pretty miserable as well but you know it is what it is
1: well and the other thing is you only really gas it once it's the nuclear button isn't it yeah so if you gas it now and it goes through the winter you know cold dormant etc when it gets to the warming up in the spring you might need to consider when you're moving your grain is my point you might need to perhaps get it out quicker than you thought you're going to because If you leave it and it gets hot in April, May, June and the bugs reappear, you can't gas it again that is a problem so beware yeah, be cautious get someone to inspect it is wise words i think anything else to say as we lead up towards the fall off the cliff workload wise period not that i can think of Any.
4: i hope Ian gets me a good present this year for christmas
1: we are doing a five pounds at a charity shop you know wrapped up present in a box everyone has a lucky dip doesn't pick their own present out ben will have a fresh looking wardrobe won't you <laughs> don't even think that shirt was selling the charity shop actually <laughs> do they sell like old do they sell old pants and things like that in charity shops or is it just trousers and shirts I'm not sure they would well, uh, that's got to be a good one isn't it I'm huh? pretty sure they, they must do. I, I
2: still think the favourite one that you ever got was yeah the tray Prince William wasn't it yeah ladies Diana and Prince Charles
1: yeah. looking on affectionately I mean it is like horrendously naff that, that is go- one
4: of our company assets yes it is
1: well technically no it's a gift that was given to an individual <laughs> i.e. me the little music box i think that it was given to you the, i Wilkins. got the music
4: i got the musical box that is hilarious it's fabulous. It's 500th time of that tinkle, tinkle tune, you do just want to throw it out the window.
3: And it does last forever, doesn't it? A little a tiny wind, it lasts <laughs> yeah. for about five minutes. I mean, it's whatever like... mechanism <laughs> yeah. they've got in
4: there, they should put that in a car. Swiss oh, made, they, yeah.
1: There we go. I think this week's podcast we'll have a picture of the doing grand Christmas tree. <laughs> Abby brought a Christmas tree in. <laughs>
4: yeah, this I mean, is the first time <clears throat> we've had a Christmas tree.
1: Yeah, the snow is the shredding.
4: <laughs> Some of the decorations <laughs> yeah. are highly suspect. <laughs>
3: yeah, the, the decorations are awful. Well, the reel of
1: tinsel was just bogged was <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Some people decorated the tree, and then the decorations were taken off by some people who thought perhaps it wasn't very Christmassy. But we haven't invested in any de- decorations, so our sad little Christmas tree—I'm going to take a picture of—and that'll be the cover story.
2: Abby did put you up as the angel on the top. She did cut your face out. Yeah, she did. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She keeps picturing me on a wall. She like stuck you think. onto it like a milk carton, and
3: you. Yeah, yeah you were, we we could, cut a milk carton into like a sort of a frilly kind of dress, and then even made a halo paperclip. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're really busy, aren't we?
4: (laughs) Really (laughs) busy. The
1: The halo is the bit that obviously I recognised. That's how I knew it was me. Anyway, right, with that, I'm going to sign off, I think. So good week, everybody. On to
4: next. Thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers.
0: Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe to get new episodes as they are released. And follow us on Twitter. We are at Grain. Call Dewing Grain on 01263 731550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich.